when we are in a world of I should and should and should do this and this and this, those thoughts come before having arrived in the present moment. And they may not be applicable once you are in the present moment. Welcome back to the Clarity Cafe, our safe space to get some clarity on life. I'm Callie and I'm here with my Clarity sister, Barb. And we wanted to just take a moment and thank you all for joining us in this adventure of Clarity Cafe. Just seeing all of your comments and your shares and your likes on both Instagram and Facebook at Clarity Cafe Podcast has been so fun. And there's quite a few of you that have taken the leap and joined the free mindset hacking portion of the course. And if you haven't checked that out, you can go to claritycafepodcast.com and sign up for mindset hacking and get some free tools on how to shift your mindset and start to look at things with a new perspective. So in our last episode, we were talking about frog in a soup and not being a frog in a soup. And today we are going to talk about shooting on ourselves. What? Yeah. You know, I should do this and I should do that. And I should have done la 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 and la la la. <laughs> Often, we can find ourselves shooting on all kinds of things in our head, and it's really not necessarily a productive conversation. So today we're going to dive in and talk about shifting our mindset when it comes to shooting and seeing if maybe we could stop shooting on ourselves and, frankly, other people as well. Yeah, think about that word, should, and the judgment that comes with that. So we've talked in previous conversations, and it's an ongoing one about not being judgmental, particularly toward ourselves. And that word should brings a lot of heavy judgment with it. And so, you know, this is a, a neuro-linguistic programming and, and other systems that help you change your vocabulary to change your mindset. And we're here to do both uh, as we talk about this topic today. You know, the mindset hacking concepts that we've talked about of being neutral, being in the center of your head, being able to observe and be aware and see clearly with clarity. Um, so the as we look at that should and the idea of feeling a sense of obligation and whether or not that's a, a real sense of service obligation or that's just an obligation to do what one thinks someone wants us to do or to, because it's a society norm. You know, I grew up in the South and you know, there was a lot of attention to making sure that everyone was happy and also a lot of attention to how, what you should do. You shouldn't wear white shoes before Labor Day or after Labor Day or before Memorial Day. And uh, should you watch how you should dress when you went to church and how you should dress when you go to school. And there's lots of those norms that we have to prescribe to just because they're what makes community work. But as we look at our community, it's good to start to look at what are we doing out of a sense of obligation in that should judgmental way versus out of a sense of service. And how different do you feel when you come from a, a place of service to yourself and to other people and to your community versus doing things that you should do? Oh, man. Just get in there and <laughs> 
peel that can <laughs> off, <laughs> that lid off that can and just dump it all out on the table for us, Barb. <laughs> <laughs> okay so thank you for that because it takes us that next step into thinking about the motivation behind what we're doing for friends and family and people and there's something about being in the present moment and being in the present moment means that we can fully take in everything that's happening right here, right now. So when we are in a world of I should and should and should do this and this and this, those thoughts come before having arrived in the present moment. And they may not be applicable once you are in the present moment. So maybe for some of us, we have a habit of giving and doing all the time. But what we may not be aware of is that how we're giving and doing isn't always being received in the way that we want it to. And likely that could be because we're being blindsided by doing things because we should do them rather than wanting to do them. So there's a way that we can show up for other people if, we're, if we want to give that's really present with them. Like, wow, I see you know, I see that you're in the hospital and maybe my programming would tell me that I should send flowers to this person who's in the hospital. But when I take a step back and I'm really present, what I realize is, you know, and I actually do have a friend in the hospital and he would prefer for a meal to be delivered or for just a sweet text or a cute cute picture of one of the animals doing something silly. He he may not be up for flowers and he may not want, you know, maybe he's got a room full of them, uh, but society says I should send flowers or send a card or send something. And But if I allow myself to just arrive and say, how can I be present for you today? What is it that, you know, what can I do? I might find that a lot of different options come to mind. And so rather than being like, oh, he, he's in the hospital. I should have sent him flowers yesterday or the day before and the day before. And I'm just living in a guilt cycle every time I think about him in the hospital. Instead, I can take the time to write him a sweet text or, like I said, send a silly picture of the animals or, you know, just do and, and give in ways that are different than what I've been programmed to do. Barb, have you ever had some experiences like that where you found yourself really going down the should route and pulling yourself back and being present allowed you to attend to someone or be present for someone in a different way? Yes. And I love you gave that example of, you know, what you do when someone is in the hospital or when someone is in a grief kind of situation, you think you should send flowers. Um, I can remember, you know, being on both sides of that equation and the things that are the shoulds in those situations tended to be the things that society said. And it's good we have norms because it, you know, helps things to move well and be understood. But you're right, if you've sent, if there's 20 flower arrangements at a funeral, um, the meaning of that flower arrangement, while it's sent with love, may get a little bit lost over a heartfelt 
making a meal for someone and delivering it to their house with a handwritten note, something that becomes more personal. I think of shoulds as being relatively impersonal. You know, there's some people that have assistants and they'll just say, send something to that person, send some flowers to that person. And while that can be a beautiful gesture and I love getting flowers, I do remember being in the hospital 26 years ago when I was getting uh, my kidney pancreas transplants and I had more flowers than you could shake a stick at. And so they started putting them in other people's rooms, et cetera. And I was overwhelmed, you know, by the love that that and, and the wishes for good health that that represented. But I do remember getting cards, handwritten cards from people that I hadn't seen since I was a little kid in Kentucky from like the friends of my parents or people that went to the church where I grew up or people from the community with some little nugget of personal touch that they remembered. You know, my kindergarten teacher wrote me a note and well, I hadn't thought of her in ages, but that she was thinking about me. And, uh, you know, with a funny anecdote about something that had happened when I was in kindergarten. And those things were the things that really gave me a sense of being loved and that there and and, you know, that was that's really important, you know, being in a situation where there, it's very clinical um, and you're kind of fighting for your life to have those touches from other people that are personal had a lot more meaning. I get much more of a personal connection from things stepping out of the should into how can I be present and what would be how could I make a connection, a genuine loving connection with that person? Well, that's a beautiful imagery of all those flowers. And to be honest, even though I used them as an example, I love getting flowers. Oh, I do too. Oh, don't get me wrong. And I take pictures of flowers and I send them to people and say, look at these beautiful flowers. So don't underestimate the power of the flowers. But the card is also really, really important. Yeah. And, and you know, and just something a little bit thoughtful, you know. I can remember another thing I remember about that hospital visit was there's times when I couldn't have anything by mouth because, uh, you know, I'd had abdominal surgery and organ surgery. So when you're NPO, you know, nothing by mouth, I always had chapped lips. And you ask the hospital for chapped lips and they give you, you know, a $45 tube of chapstick, which is like so hard, you know, chapstick's really hard. And if your lips are already chapped, it doesn't feel very good. And, and so I just casually remarked to someone, God, I wish I had some lip gloss. And the next day, a really good friend of mine from my yoga community actually showed up with like four different flavors of lip gloss. And I remember the bubblegum flavor particularly because I couldn't eat. So having a flavor and something smooth on my mouth, and I still think of her like with a warm feeling for that. It's one of those things that you know that lip gloss meant a lot to you if 26 years later? I'm still remembering it. Exactly. And it's like a, what, a $3 item at Walgreens. So, you know, it doesn't have to be a lot of money or, um, you know, something grandiose. But, you know, like you say, sending a picture of uh, what you're doing in your life, I think is super useful. And I think it becomes really, became really relevant when we were trying to figure out how to reach out to people during the pandemic particularly people that were on their own or people that were in institutional settings like long-term care facilities or elder care facilities and, you know, how to keep that sense of communication and personal touch. What are those things that we just, we don't get, and, and society doesn't give us a lot of training in those. So to the should, what should you do? If it's out of a sense of obligation that you're doing something, 
and really looking at that internal motivation of why am I doing this? Because you'll notice a feeling that will, you know, that feeling that comes up from your heart when you're doing something out of a sense of love and a sense of service uh, to to yourself and to other people because you get so much more out of it versus doing something out of a sense of obligation and this is what I should be doing. There is that specialness about being in the present moment and really in the example that you gave, your friend was in the present moment for you and realized, oh, she doesn't need flowers. She doesn't need cards. What she needs is some lip gloss. So... So that's being present and those things matter. And sometimes the shoulds can be, you know, that was one example, but you know, honestly, there's a lot of those examples like um, kids having to go, should go to uh, this after-school activity and this after-school activity. And, you know, those all may be great. And the kid might remember the time you took to spend to just be present and take them to the lake play, build Legos, whatever the thing is, you know, that time spent being present with what that kid might need. And, and all of us for that matter, you know, I know there's been some times in my life where, you know, I've had grief and I've had health issues. And the biggest thing that someone could do for me sometimes was just show up and go for a walk with me. You know, actually, especially when I was recovering from abdominal surgery, just show up and basically walk me around the block. And, you know, when I first got out of surgery, I couldn't walk very far and I was unstable, but to have someone with me to take those walks and for endometriosis, by the way. Uh, so I'm also an endo warrior and had a pretty extensive surgery. And with that came, you know, some recovery and just someone showing up and being present with me as I walked very slowly down the street and back. And then, you know, a little further and a little further. So we both are giving and receiving from the should space in life, meaning we are both giving and receiving. And so for some of us listening to this, we may have a lot of reflections on how we've received other people's shoulds. And on the other side of it, we also may be reflecting on how we've been giving and people's shoulds. And it's good to just have some awareness and look at this space and just see if you know, there's some things that you might do differently with this new lens, this new little bit of clarity. Yeah, there's another context, which I think is fun to bring up here, which is all of the decisions that you make as you go through your life. Decisions about should you take a year off when you're in between jobs or before you go to college or when you're in different kinds of transitions. And and your heart may tell you, I think I want to go travel for a while, but I feel like my parents have spent so much work, you know, uh, supporting me to get me to this place in life. What I should do is go get that job so that I can make them proud and also meet their expectations. So a big part of should is whose expectations are you living into? And are you living into the expectations of society at large? Or are you living in the expectations of your parents or your friends or your boss? Are you living into the expectations that you have and the passion that you have at this moment in time? So coming full circle back around to being in the present moment, when you're making decisions, 
catch yourself if you're thinking, well, I really should do this. But what I really want to do is this. Because I'll bet I'm not the only person that's had that kind of conversation in their head once or a million times. Yes. And with that, it's true, Barb, you know, sometimes we may have found that we've lived an extensive portion of our life in the should. And we arrived at the destination of where all the shoulds led us and we're quite discontent or unfulfilled. So um, that is a, you know, an extreme version of what we're talking about. But, you know, expectations trying to live up to other people's expectations and even our own, which I think we should absolutely do a podcast on expectations. We're going to write that down and do that one for sure. Um, Cause I could go on for about an hour and a half on just expectations alone. So I think kind of one of the things in closing that I, I do want to share though um, is, you know, it's, it's important to be cool with people help people. We're not saying don't help people. We're not saying, you know, don't show up for people, but actually the, quite the opposite of that, show up for them super authentically. And so by allowing ourselves to get out of our expectations and our shoulds and get really present, then the way that we show up is much more authentic. So with that, we want to just hear about some of the shoulds you're ready to let go of on social. You can find us at uh, Clarity Cafe Podcast on Facebook and Instagram and let us know what the shoulds are you're ready to drop and uh, what that might do for you if you were to let go of some of that because I bet you for some of us it's going to really free up some time. We are a community supported by listeners like you so if you're enjoying Clarity Cafe Podcast take a few seconds and give us a review. That's all we ask. It really helps us out. On our next episode, we are going to be exploring the concept of asking for help, learning how to do that well and how to be really specific with it. So until then, take what works for you from these podcasts, leave what doesn't. And, you know, if something's working for you, share it with people around you that you care about. And uh, until next time, Enjoy the decreasing shoulds in your life and be well. Be well.